happy, happy day, and welcome to the Nasty Fries. Holla at your boy, Dom Fryer on the mic. Uh, having an interview today, a very special interview. Um, I'm actually at the moment, you know, we'll see when we actually play this episode for everybody, but I, I'm in Florida at the moment, in Sarasota, and I'm with a man, the man with many talents. Um, we are currently recording this podcast. And as we are recording this podcast, he is feeding his almost two-month-year-old daughter. And um, the gentleman that we have on the podcast today, graduate of, uh, he's a dragon, graduate of Tiffin University. He's a teacher uh, at the moment, teaches sixth grade science here in the Sarasota area. And he also is a coach uh, for the cross-country team down here as well. So my guest today, uh, I would like to welcome... The man, the myth, the legend, my brother, Alex Fry. Hey, uh, good to be here. But I do want to clarify that I'm not breastfeeding. That's impossible for a guy to do. It's in the bottle, so that's at least a little bit more manageable. Just want to clarify so people don't wonder, how does he do that? It's not magic, just a bottle. He, yes, he does have the bottle. I should have clarified that in the opening. Um, you know, he's <laughs> Men can't breastfeed. This is an educational podcast as well now. That is good. For our young listeners, that is good. That is good. They can tune in. Um, oh, starting to choke a little bit. Uh-oh. Um, but now we're here in Florida for the first time. Myself and Nicole, we are down here. Nicole was featured on episode number two uh, with the interview. Um, we came down here, come visit the little niece, visit Braylon Reese, come see her, get to the, um, you know, see her for the first time. I'm an uncle for the first time. Alex is a father for the first time. So let's just start it right there, you know, as you're burping her after eating. You know, how has it been? You know, it's only been, again, a short period of time. But how has it been with being a father thus far? Well, I think the biggest challenge at first, and and we're still kind of adapting to this, was the sleep and getting her to sleep because... Especially right away, they're eating every two or three hours, and so she's waking up quite a bit in the middle of the night, but now we kind of got a routine where we can get a four-hour chunk of sleep, and so it's maybe once in the middle of the night and then once earlier in the morning, and then and then we're okay. Um, so that's been really, really nice, but I would say the biggest thing, having your own kid, is that you don't realize how much love you can have for something until you have a kid and um i don't know it's it's just kind of a miracle watching the whole birthing process and and i gained i mean i loved my wife before i had a lot of respect for her before but even more so watching her go through that it's just it's an incredible experience and so it's just fun to think about future things that we're going to get to do with her and and to teach her different things i it's just it's exciting it's going to be a fun adventure yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure it's awesome to think about the future. And again, the woman that she will grow up to be, you know, again, once she can start walking and then she starts talking and then she can, you know, be able to go to school and then again, and then see her move out of the house and grow up in the long term. You know, that that is awesome to have those visions and ideas already of, you know, for her and the woman that she is going to be growing up. Um, I know it's even cool. Me and Nicole have even talked a little bit as far as Braylon, that just like how small she is, you know, and just her little bones and her little muscles. And it's just cool, um, you know, and 
we've had conversations like this off air as well, but just the way that God was able to put this little human body together and just how small, again, and fragile everything is. But then as she gets bigger and bigger, and, you know, she'll be... Well, you had said when she was first born that she looked like an alien. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess you want to go through that a little bit for me, like that, without too many details. Um, you know, that initial night and when you first saw Braylon. I mean, the funny... It's such a stereotypical thing, but the funniest thing is they... So they have her, and she is... They let Tanner hold her right away, you know, and so she still is bloody and covered in gunk, and it's just it's just like in the movies. First thing Tanner says, Tanner being my wife, um, first thing Tanner says is, "Oh, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." I'm like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> I mean, I love her, but uh, I don't know. It just like her head is kind of pointy. And it's, <laughs> it's really weird, but. Um, but yeah, it definitely seeing her develop a little bit more that she, that it. I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to explain without seeing a picture. But definitely her face looking, you're seeing it develop a little bit more, um, and that's just kind of a cool thing. Yeah, and we've had conversations as far as you know, as far as who she looks like, whether she looks like you, looks like Tanner, um, you know, and that kind of stuff is fun to talk about. But I think it'll be cool. For you, and again, for you and Tanner both, you know, as she gets older, okay, well, which attributes did she get from her father? Which attributes did she get from her mother? And which are maybe some recessive gene that we have no clue where that came from, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that will be fun as well to kind of see her as an individual and the way that she will kind of grow up in different habits and such that she will have. So you think, I know you've had talked to a lot of people, but as far as looks, you think she looks more like you or looks like Tanner with being able to compare with baby pictures? I think more people have said that she looks like me than Tanner, Mm. but I hope for Braylon's sake she looks more like Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) I think she'll be a prettier girl that way than if she looks like me. Um, But even, there are some things that you can definitely tell, yep, that's mine, and there are some things that you look at and say, yep, that's Tanner's, so just something simple her ears are lobed I have lobed ears Tanner doesn't so obviously that she got from me Uh, but I think her mouth I think like some of her lips the structure looks more like Tanner it's interesting because we've had even family we've had family say that when her eyes are closed and she's sleeping they think she looks like Tanner but when her eyes are open they think she looks more like me so Hmm. I don't know if it's her eyes shape looks more like mine I don't know, but I mean, realistically, yeah, it is kind of fun seeing the bits and pieces, but some of the best advice I got from somebody when we first moved down here, he's a, another coach at, at a rival school that's a good friend of mine, is he said, you got to remember that with kids, you think that they're going to be a mini you, or whether you as the husband or a mini you as the wife, but realistically, they are their own person with their own abilities and their own attributes and and we gotta gotta remember that our role is more to guide them than to think, oh yeah, they're just gonna be exactly like I am, because that's not necessarily true. Because even within a family, you look at siblings. If you were all just like your parents, well then you'd all act and think exactly the same. So, just something to think about that there are things that I'm super pumped for her to do and to teach her. But I gotta be, I gotta remember to not necessarily force her force it on her as well yeah right she's right. gonna have her own stuff sorry i think that was kind of a digression from your 
original question no. as far as the looks, but I guess with the attributes and stuff. Ooh, that was a good burp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just teaching her how to, like, how to be herself. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there are things that you and Tanner are going to be interested in, which you guys will naturally. Um, you know, do and behave and such. And then, again, naturally, she will want to partake in those things because, well, that's what mom and dad are doing. Yep. But still, the things that she may be n- not be interested or things she may be interested in, which is different from you guys, still be in there to support her and love her. Are you an avid fisherman? Hi, I'm Alex Fry, and I also love to fish. I currently live in Sarasota, Florida, and I'll be starting a podcast called Salty Fry. That's Fry, F-R-E-Y. In this podcast, I'll share some of my experiences, different fish caught, how I caught them, current trends, and other tips to hopefully help you catch more fish too. If you want to see pictures of the fish I'll be describing, check out my Instagram, salty underscore fry. Now go out there and wet a line. Um, so let's change up topics a little bit then with, you know, you mentioned about, yeah, moving down here to Florida. Uh, your opposing coaches. So how, again, so for you guys, you and Tanner, both from Northwest Ohio, and you're married for a couple years, and you say, and again, you both have pretty good jobs in Northwest Ohio as well, and you say, you know what? We're getting up, and we're moving to Florida. Moving to the opposite side, um, you know, going from north to south uh, in realms of the United States. You know, so how was that transition, you know, for you and Tanner, but also as well as, you know, with your jobs and just everything involved, like how was that transition moving from Ohio to Florida? I would say for us, the, the thing is, so where we grew up, I know in the last episode, Nicole made a joke about, oh, Dom got his education from Pettisville, but (laughs) it's an amazing place. I think Northwest Ohio is an amazing place and there's incredible people and it's, it's amazing how many families, they have kids and they just, they stay there their whole lives. And, and we both thought that that's what we were going to do. And that's what we wanted. That's the life that we wanted was to just stay there, have our own house, do those kind of things. But we, wow. (laughs) (laughs) We just let out a nice fart. That was good. It'll be fun to see if that picks, if the mic picked it up. Uh, anyways, and now you're smiling and happy. We both thought that was going to be our life. And then after about a year of marriage, we just kind of decided or started having these thoughts of being adventurous and, and trying something different. And, and we didn't have Bray at the time. We didn't have a kid. And so we thought here, this is the best time in our lives to, to take a risk, to take a leap of faith, see how God provides and and so we did it just decided we don't want to be 40 and and not take that chance it's it's better to take a risk and fail than to not take the risk at all and regret it later hey hey, where's the internet hey write that down jot that down for the intern we're quoting that right there we're getting that put on (laughs) t-shirts getting that put on t-shirts quote it it's better to risk better as the intern's writing this down over there tom and devin you got this it's better to risk and fail than to not risk at all. Yes. Yes. Whew. That's okay. good. That's good. So, so we went for it, and it was crazy because when we moved down, Tanner, I mean, Tanner wasn't a realtor. She had never done it before, but she just thought she would try. 
and she took some classes and she was just kind of, I mean, it's, I think, I don't want to undersell it necessarily, but I think it's fairly simple to get a broker and to be with a group, but to get clientele and to bring people in and to, to find people to sell and buy homes for, that's, that's the hardest part. And so she had no idea how that was going to work. And I didn't have a teaching job. I didn't have anything lined up. I mean, I had an electrical job just for some kind of income, but that was it. That's what we decided to make the move on and just see what happened. I mean, we could have completely failed and just go back, but it was amazing to see in the month that we were down here, the doors that opened, uh, the people that Tanner met right away, and she was able to sell some houses for it quickly just to establish herself and meet new people. Uh, I ended up getting a teaching job and was even lucky enough that it's one of the best public schools in the entire county. So, hmm. I mean, it, it was a good situation, and I got it two weeks before school. Um, and to have even more connections to where I got the coaching job at a at a, a different private school, it just, it's been amazing to see God open up different doors and how things have worked out for us. It's just, I don't know, God is good. And when you trust in Him, He... He takes care of you. He provides. That's cool. And even, I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But, you know, for you guys, you've been down here for a little over a year at this point. And just to be able to kind of look back now and just see everything and see, again, you know, you guys have bought a house. You've done a lot of, you know, I haven't even been here before the renovations. But all the renovations you guys have put into this house and all the work, you know, again, having your first child together. Um, you know, you guys have... I, you know, I think it would be, again, it's only been a year, but, you know, you talk about better to risk and to fail than not risk at all. But, you know, I would not say this was a failure by any means. You know, this is cool to be able to see the way that this has worked out for you guys with moving to Florida and establishing yourself down here and finding a community and finding those jobs that, again, you know, moving down here, not even really having those jobs, just moving down here and saying, we're putting our faith in God, we're going to find something. And that, you know, it has worked out thus far, which I think is awesome. And I guess as far as the failure, I guess what I'm saying, you're right. I mean, we have been really blessed. I guess what I'm saying is, realistically, when we came down here, I mean, there was a legitimate chance that things wouldn't have panned out. And that's where it would have been a failure. And we would have just realized, okay, well, we got to go back. But it still would have been a learning experience. And we still would have realized, hey, you know, we... We went out on this path. I mean, we felt like this was the right thing to do, uh, but maybe it wasn't. And so we're supposed to be back home. That's where God wants us. And so we go back. But it's kind of been rewarding to to take that leap of faith and to follow the path that we thought he had for us. And then to see things pan out and yeah. to realize like, yeah, maybe we're really doing what he wants us to do. That's kind of been the real, the most rewarding part. Yeah. So thus far, again, it's been a little over a year, been 13, 14 months or whatever. What is, again, you know, out, out, obviously outside of Brayland, but like what is the best thing about Florida that, it, you know, you would say for yourself or you and Tanner, like what is one thing that you absolutely love about being here in Sarasota? The thing that we absolutely love the most is that, I, I mean, first off, we don't really enjoy the cold. But we are both outdoor people. Um, during summers, we would be biking. We would be going to parks. We would be playing tennis. We would be going on runs. I, whatever. It's just we want to be outside. And 
to be able to do that 12 months out of the year has been awesome. I mean, even during the summers when it's extremely hot and it's really humid and and you maybe go inside for the afternoon, but you still have a few hours in the morning that you can do whatever. You can have, we can, yeah, we can go on a nice bike ride in the morning. Right. Maybe do our work inside or, or with teaching. I mean, that's been kind of nice to where the schedule is a little bit different and I go in. Our school set or our school day is set up to where school starts a little after nine. It gets done around four, so I can still do some stuff with her in the morning. Right. Go to school, come back, and then to school off in the evening, and we can we can have some fun or do something outside then in the evening. And so, yeah, just to have that ability to be outdoors all the time is what we have definitely enjoyed the most about being down here. That's cool. So then one step further then, which outdoor uh, activity, game, whatever, would you say that you enjoy the most of everything that you guys do down here? <laughs> uh, probably, I guess if I'm going to take a stab in the dark, you're probably going to say either table ball because you whoop me in a coal in that <laughs> or maybe tennis. You can absolutely. So tennis, actually, okay, real quick. I know I've talked about tennis before. Uh, we talked about that on the first episode that I have this obsession with tennis. And I've been playing nonstop, man. I've been playing by myself. I've been playing with people. Um, I'm talking about tennis, and now Braylon's getting upset. I get upset when I talk about tennis, too. <laughs> We're on the same brainwaves. Oh, man. Talking about tennis, and I've been practicing all this time. Alex hasn't. I mean, he's been a father for the first time. He's hardly played. We played yesterday uh, for the first time since March. He beats me, and I was so mad. Well, not really that mad, but he beats me, 6-4. to four. We just played one set. And then later we play in the evening, and the only way I could beat Alex was we played, and it was so late, and there were no lights, and it was, like, pitch black outside. You couldn't, like, hardly, you couldn't even see the ball coming. It was basically just put the racket up, and hopefully the ball bounces and hits the racket and bounces over. So I was able to beat Alex under those circumstances, uh, but that was the only way that I was able to beat Alex. So I think tonight, once it gets to, like, 10, 11 o'clock, we're planning on going out to play again uh, in the dark in I'm definitely going to serve first because that's an automatic advantage. When you, can't, <laughs> when you can't see the ball, it's kind of hard to return it. But anyways, not necessarily tennis or whatever. What is your favorite uh, outdoor activity you guys have down here? Because I know you, know you have canoeing, you kayak, you do stuff like that, and that is not uh as easy you know when you're in ohio but what is one thing that you enjoy the most down here so part of i so we've just talked about like the pros uh, as far as being down here right. I, I would say one of the challenges is that we are in town right now whereas mm-hmm. we grew up in the middle of cornfields in the country and and all the space so what i love the most since we've been down here is going fishing because that's where I can find the space. That's where I can find uh, that peace. I can just kind of get away from the busyness of, yeah. of the city life. Right. And, oh, man, for those of you that can't see, Bray is smiling right now. She must love this, too. We're talking about – I'm about to talk about fishing, and she, <laughs> she's happy. Yeah, you're going yeah. to be a little fisherwoman, too, someday, aren't you? <laughs> so, I mean, fishing was definitely something that we did in Ohio. We'd go to different ponds or – or I, we'd go to Lake Erie once a summer, but it also, I mean, it wasn't warm that long, and ice fishing's not fun when you freeze your fingers. <laughs> Seriously. So, it is definitely a hobby that I have picked up more since coming down here, and 
just to have that space, that peace, that is hands down my favorite thing to go out and do. Whether it's fishing uh, from the beach, just like wading out in the water, and the water is nice and warm, that's fun. Or we have kayaks that we'll take out. I mean, it would be cool to have a boat and go a little bit further, but there's also something special, in my opinion, to have just a kayak and to just go up and down these shallow creeks and just try to find stuff and, and catch it. And as they say in the, first, in the fishing world, the tug is my drug, and it's always fun to feel that tug, you know. So let's talk more about that than the fishing aspect. You know, that you have, yeah, with coming down here, you've started creating your own Instagram page now. And, you know, are trying to kind of build this brand with you as a fisherman um, and kind of see what that can transition to for you. Um, so what, I guess, you know, first off, what's the Instagram? Is it, what's the actual Instagram? So the, the Instagram is Salty Fry. Uh, so Salty, S-A-L-T-Y underscore and then Fry. And Fry, we spell our last name F-R-E-Y. Underscore, okay. And... And it's so what's kind of the goal with your salty fry like what is the purpose of your Instagram page um, you know why did you decide to create it so the reason that I created it was not necessarily to brag and say look at all these fish that I'm catching or look how amazing or this fish is so big like that's not my goal I mean I like you said in the intro I'm a Man, big smile. She's right really now. smiling. She yeah, is, she we're loves talking about fishing. fishing, and Braylon is super yeah. happy. Right? Some of the bigger smiles I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I, I, it's probably just the teacher in me, but I just enjoy sharing. I enjoy um, helping others, and so because of how much I have enjoyed fishing and, and learning how to do it, and um, that definitely, if you're in the Florida area, or even if you want to get in, get into saltwater fishing, I would check out Salt Strong stuff. That that's kind of where I've been learning the most. Um, great group of, group of guys that are motivated to teach people to fish. And I guess I just kind of like that idea. I like that platform. And so if I can help people get out there and fish and get outside, get off the TVs, get off of the Xboxes, you know, enjoy nature that God made for us. If, if I can help somebody with that, that's, that's what I want to do. And, and that's really what it is. So I'm showing the fish. Then I catch, explaining a little bit how I caught them so people can go out, they can replicate, and they can, they can feel the, the same way. Hopefully feel the same way that I do when I'm catching them. Yeah. What's the I'm, – I'm starting to blank now. What's the old saying? Uh, you feed a man – Teach a – Feed a man a fish and he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish and he eats for a lifetime. Boom. Boom. Hey, intern, write that one down. We'll put that on the second t-shirt for the Nasty Fries. Uh, actually, no, we won't use that. You can use that with Salty Fries. When, so we already got our first t-shirt idea and the quote. When Salty Fries comes out with their first t-shirt, they got a quote to put on the back of it. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome, you know, hearing about how you want to use, again, your experience, your talents, uh, your interest to be able to encourage that with other people to, uh, yeah, get outside, go do something, you know, breathe the fresh air, you know, fish. Um, and again, fishing is your passion, but being able to use that to help others. So what, so again, you know, you post the pictures on your Salty Fry page. Um, you know, what's kind of the goal with that Instagram page, like long-term goal? I think 
long term. So right now, right now I just have the pictures and I'm just posting. I'm trying to give helpful hints for people that are in the Sarasota or Bradenton area. Those are kind of the two places where I fish the most. So just to try to help those people out, people that are in there that are just looking for fresh ideas or, or fresh places, or I guess I should say trends more than anything. It, even growing up, I thought it's about finding spots. And if I find a spot where fish are at, then I'm gonna catch fish all the time. But the thing is, fish are constantly moving. It, they don't just sit in one area when it's, when it's the summer, they're gonna want, they're gonna be in a certain environment because they're gonna try to escape the heat. And when it's the winter time, now I mean, I say that in Florida, I know summers and winters are different down here, but in the extreme heat, they're gonna be in a different area than when they're in the, the cooler time of right. the year in the, in the cooler water. And so if you, if you can kind of understand that transition and where they're going to be on a given day under certain circumstances, then you can have better luck of, of just catching the fish. And so I think eventually what I would love to do would be, I don't know if I want to be a full-time charter where that's everything, but if I could take people out and just allow, because I'm also a people person, if I yeah. can interact and meet different people through fishing, I mean, I think ultimately that would be like a fun side gig or, or a fun extra job. I mean outside of the teaching or, or the coaching and stuff. And, and I mean, if I get on my soapbox here for just a second, I mean, just take like 30 seconds. I don't want to go on and on. But I'll start the timer, but yeah, let's go. <laughs> I think what there's so many things that you can learn through fishing, just about life, uh, different skills, such as patience is a, is a virtue that... Maybe I need to start fishing then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, patience is a great life virtue. Um, persistence is a great life virtue. Uh, there are some days where you go out there and you just kill it on the water, and there are some days that, that are slow and, and a little bit rough. And, and, I mean, you have the same thing in life. You have great days, you have low days, but it's how do you continue to persevere? Do you just quit? Do you keep at it? Do you continue to learn and grow, or you just let it go? Um, just life lessons and and when you're out there and you're just observing nature that god made for us and it's beauty there's just i don't know there's just something about that feeling that is hard to beat and and it's great quality time with other people like i guess too i mean some i've had some great conversations out in the kayaks with people or on the boat or and when you catch that fish i mean you're always smiling and you always walk away hey remember that one time we caught fill in the blank yeah. It just makes some great memories. And every time the fish gets two inches bigger, every time, you know, you see that friend in the story, you reenact the story. Absolutely. Keeps getting bigger and bigger. Absolutely. <laughs> Ten years ago, I remember a 12-inch perch that I caught that's now a two-foot perch. It's <laughs> a great story. <laughs> gets better with time. Yeah, absolutely. Tired of frozen fingers while scraping your windshield and shoveling your driveway? If yes, maybe you'd like to trade snow for sand and check out Sarasota, Florida. Hi, I'm Tanner Fry, and I'm a realtor in Sarasota, and my passion is helping people find their dream home. Real estate is a great investment, whether looking for a vacation home or something more permanent. If you'd like to try something new, check me out on Facebook at T. Fry Keller Williams, or give me a call at 419-330-9661. I'm here to help you live where you vacation.
No, I mean, that's cool. And like you said, I mean, I, it is the different environment and type of atmosphere to sit there and have a real conversation with somebody when you're in the kayak and you're fishing and you're waiting. You know, you're waiting on the fish to bite mm-hmm. compared to, you know, you're not going to have that same type of conversation if you're sitting around a television and you're both on your phones or, uh, you know, really any type of environment where your phones are going to be around or other distractions. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get to that. You know, there really aren't other distractions. It's literally your fishing and your fellowshipping. You know, you're having that conversation with the other individual that's going with you. So that's cool. And technology is a good thing. I'm not trying to just bash technology. I, don't I think, honestly, I'm about to go Amish. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's just uh, throw away everything and go up in the woods. <laughs> My side of the mountain style. Or hatchet. But I mean, yeah, I... It's not that it's bad, but I think that we as a society are just too dependent on some of those things. Sometimes it's good to just let them go. Yeah, yeah, right. It's and, good just to get away. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Hmm. Yep. So ultimately, yeah, that would be that would be the goal. Um, would be to be able to fish with other people. I don't know. I'm even considering... I, I've, and even though you're just starting the podcast thing, I mean, you guys have done radio and you've done some other stuff before... And that's kind of been inspiring to me that I'm looking at potentially starting my own. Um, now, right now, we're in the middle of the cross-country season, so I don't know if I will start it right now or if it will be something in the future. But, um, but I think it would be a lot of fun to start a podcast and, and just kind of explain how I'm catching stuff in Sarasota, and I, like where and... But again, I, I mean, it, it's still about the trends. I, I guess I don't want to say, oh, I caught them at this spot and somebody goes out there and fishes the same spot and they don't have the same kind of luck. Right. But I mean, if you can understand, because it, it, it is a science. So if you can understand the science between how to catch fish and know what to look for on a certain day, if I can help somebody else do that, that would be awesome. Whether it's through Instagram, whether it's explaining through a podcast, whether it's actually being able to take that next step and be with somebody in person i i would love to be able to have those opportunities and yeah as i just continue to grow as a saltwater angler yeah and how do you i mean at this point like how do you grow as the saltwater angler like what kind of like where do you get your information from like are you just going out and literally just trial and error and just trying a different spot different times a day or are there different resources that you are using to kind of gain knowledge in this area? So I would highly, highly, highly recommend if you want to get better at saltwater fishing at checking out uh, the Salt Strong Insider Club. And they're not paying me. They're not, I, I'm not doing this just because I'm trying to earn any money, but they, they're, they're these two guys, these two brothers, uh, Luke and Joe Simons, that just decided we want to start a business teaching people how to fish. And so you can, even if you just Google them and look it up, you can find a ton of articles that they're posting for free. And that's one way to grow that, like you'll learn a lot that way. But if you join their club uh, that they, they've created, you can either do like a monthly membership or a yearly membership. They have some different options. But if you join their club, they have different courses that you can take. So how to, how to catch snook, how to catch redfish, how to catch trout. They're, they're expanding even more so. I mean, there's, 
there's flounder, there's cobia, and but there's so there's different kinds of fish that you can try to catch. But then there's even things such as how to just prevent getting skunked in general. Just even hmm. if you're not catching the fish that you're targeting, how right. to just at least make sure you catch something because. Ultimately, that's probably what most of us want when we go out and fish. I mean, yeah, catching the big thing is awesome. Yeah, catching catching our desired fish is awesome. But if you go out and you're at least feeling that tug, catching something, that's what the majority of people want. So they have that. They have how to cast farther. I mean, anything that you – realistically, anything that you want to become a better angler, artificial, live bait, whatever. Right. And so I, I joined their club – and um, and I've gotten substantially better since taking those classes. I mean, the amount of fish that I have caught. So I joined in April, and the amount of fish that I have caught since then has been amazing. Like I've already had an inshore slam, That's uh, awesome. which if you if you don't know what an inshore slam is, an inshore slam means that you catch a redfish, a snook, and a trout on the same fishing trip. Hmm. And I, I guess it's pretty rare to do. Um, unless you become good, then I don't know. Now I see people like, oh yeah, I got this, and and it's cool. But yeah. but for the average Joe, it's it's a pretty tough challenge and a and a rare thing. So that was cool. Um, I've caught several different snook and and redfish, and and it's come after joining their club and taking some of their courses and just figuring out what to look for. Uh, again, understanding the science that goes into fishing. Yeah, that's cool. And that's awesome how, yeah, you're able to, you became a member for them, able to go through all this information yourself and you're processing all this, able to actually, again, process it, but then go out and try it as well. Mm-hmm. Put it into real world experience and then share your experience with others. Again, whether that's Instagram page, you know, creating a podcast someday, whatever, word of mouth, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have, you know, like obviously those are for larger audiences but even just word of mouth, being able to spread that knowledge and spread that information to, again, just to promote fishing and also just to promote, you know, getting out of the house and doing something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hobbies for different mm-hmm. people. There are a lot of different ways to get away and escape. Yeah, yeah. This is just yours. I, yeah, this is just what I enjoy. And, and the thing is, in Sarasota... Specifically, when you're so close to the Gulf of Mexico and there's water everywhere. If I go into my classroom and I ask, hey, how many kids enjoy fishing? The majority of them are going to say, yeah, I want to go out. Or I, I like trying to catch fish. Whereas, I mean, when we're in rural Ohio, where it's just pond fishing. Right. There'd only maybe be a, a handful. Yeah, it, it's different. So if, if that's an avenue that especially, I mean, with the kids that I see in my classroom, if that's an avenue that they like, and that's something, just another way to try to make a difference in their lives. I, then, yeah, I, I'm all about it. That's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, I think we might be wrapping up the show here. Uh, this has been a great podcast, great interview. Again, go to Instagram. Check out at salty underscore fry. That's F-R-E-Y as in the nasty fries. It's the same fry. Crazy how that works. Check out the Instagram page, though. We'll stay in touch again. You know, it starts the podcast, whatever. We'll be sure to help that out, promote that. And uh, thank you, bro. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. It's cool listening to you. Again, you talk about Braylon and your experiences as a father. You talk about Florida and coming down here and just, 
just the big move and that leap of faith that you and Tanner took with coming down here and then kind of this new experience that you've had with fishing. It's, I mean, honestly, actually, everything we've talked about has really all been new for you within the last year, which is cool, you know. Um, being able to talk about different things that you are getting involved in, different things, seeing how you continue to grow. I always joke, uh, one thing I always joke with Alex and I have for the last like eight years is, you know, he hits his 22nd birthday. And I say, hey, eight good years left, bro. He hits his 24th birthday. I say, hey, six good years left, bro. Four good years left. And um, he officially is over the hump now. Uh, he's over the <laughs> Turn 30 this summer. <laughs> Turn 30 uh, this summer, so but no, I say that as a joke, but like seriously, like it's cool to see just how much you are still growing as an individual and how much you're coming down here and all the change that you guys have had, but still all the growth that's happening. I feel like a lot of times people think you only grow as a kid. And once you hit your regular everyday time job, you know, once you hit 25 or whatever, once you hit 30, I feel like a lot of people naturally just think, yeah, well, you actually do this plateau. Like, you do the same things, you just clock in, clock out, and it's the same routine, you know? And for you, you have continuously, and again, this is just the last 12 months. You have, you know, maybe now that you have hit 30, maybe you will just hit that plateau. But <laughs> no, <it's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> that, I was still 29 when that was happening. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, because you did have Braylon when you were 29, too. Technically. She yeah. came two days 29 and 363 days. Yeah. But nonetheless, 29. Yeah. Um, man, we didn't even touch on that. I would have loved to touch on that with Braylon about how her being born on Father's Day and such. We'll save that for the next podcast, though. We got to keep them wanting more. Um, <laughs> but no, so this has been cool. It's been awesome to interview you. I appreciate it. It's been an awesome trip down here to Florida. Can't wait to you know send this to Tom and Devin, have them chop it all up and uh, make it all fancy to put into a podcast for us um and we'll publish this but thank you again thanks for coming on the show appreciate it it's been good and um again feel free to check out our twitter page at nasty fries uh you can also check out our website at nastyfries.wixsite.com backslash the show on there again we're on apple podcast we're on spotify google podcast Uh, on our website we have a documentary we have a commercial on there, so feel free for more Nasty Fries content to go on there as well. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and I hope you have a wonderful and blessed day.